Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Well, you know, Johnny always wore black, and he, uh, he wore black because he identified with the, the poor and the, uh, and, the, and, the, and the downtrodden. can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time, sooner or later gotta cut you down, sooner or later gotta cut you down, go tell that long tongue liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me with a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet He called my name and my heart stood still when he said, John, go do my will, go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell him that God's gonna cut him down, tell him that God's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Well, you may throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. Tell him that God's gonna cut you down. All right. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. I'm live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, and on Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And that was Johnny Cash, God's Gonna Cut You Down. One of the best around right there. And that song, incredibly powerful, especially for this moment right here. And I'm assuming that we probably lost Facebook over that. I'm just saying, um, typically Facebook's going to give us a copyright strike. So let me check real quick. But yeah, listen, we are in the midst. April showers are inbound and here. Yep, there it is. I knew it. I knew it. One second. I'm going to get it back up on Facebook. Go ahead and kill that for Facebook. And bring it back up. See if it works. And stream it again. Okay. Let's see if this happens now. 
My bad, Facebook. I'm sorry. I just nuked all of Facebook. I'm sorry, Facebook. That we uh, This is the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. And a global conspiracy it is. And we're going to look at how that operates. And we're going to watch how this unfolds. And we're going to see it all happening. I mean, oh my goodness. Just what, a, what an amazing time to be alive. Uh, you're going to where Vince is. Vince, um, Vince, uh, he's got the day. I was going to do an April Fool's joke, but it's not April Fool's anymore. So I'd have been like, uh, yeah, that'd have been bad. Vince would be like, what? Like, listen in the show or something. But all right, Facebook. Sorry about that. That's my fault. I got you guys nuked because I played Johnny Cash. And that's a copyright violation on Facebook. So my apologies. But you guys are back up now. So pretty cool. So what's unfolding right now? What, what is going on right now? Donald Trump flew to New York City today. He had a good reception upon leaving Mar-a-Lago. And uh, he's now in New York City. They didn't come and arrest him, which is good. I I had concern that they were just going to ignore Secret Service and everybody and go and try to get him. I'm glad they didn't. Today is uh, an important day on the board's day. This is where we see a lot of uh, deltas coming in. Future proofs passed several today. Military border. Keep watching the news. April with the A in kill brackets. Moab. Now, I find that one quite interesting. And uh, we scroll down a little bit. And I'm not going to show my screen on these ones. But we have a lot of different things happening today. Uh, yes, or Actually, April showers, bunker forest blue. That's always a good one. But more specific... We are living in biblical times. If you want to look at it like that, we are living in epic times. Anyway, that we consider this, what's happening right now in the world is absolutely unprecedented. It's just, there is no legal precedence for what's going on, the political persecution. And the interesting thing about the political persecution of Donald Trump is that they're, they're not being silent about it. They don't care. And that should concern you more than the fact that they're actually going after him. Okay. And I say that because the fact that they're open and honest about this, the fact that they don't give a crap what you think, just understand that they don't give a crap about what you think in the sense of how this government is ran. This is a complete tyranny that we are in right now. So President Trump arrives at Trump Tower as a huge line of Americans show their support in advance of tomorrow's Soviet-style arraignment of America's most powerful man. And he absolutely is America's most powerful man. And uh, this was uh, the scene outside there of Mar-a-Lago as Donald Trump was coming in. And, yep, there's a, there's a good sum of people there. And there's Eric Trump, actually, right there. And then you can scroll down, watch a few more videos. And I'm going to make a few predictions on what we're going to see here. Uh, This is Trump, by the way, leaving Mar-a-Lago. He was waving the whole way. Now, now here's my few predictions of what we're going to see here. Trump's going to go in tomorrow, and there is going to be mass protests in and around the courthouse. Even though they're saying that Trump supporters, you can't come in within 200 feet to the courthouse. Whatever happened to the First Amendment, right? But either way, you're going to see 
Antifa, BLM, these, these radical left activists, and you're going to see MAGA, and there's going to be clashes. They are expecting something to happen. Now, I don't, I, I don't condone this stuff. I don't want this stuff to happen, but I think we are going to see something. And they promised, Secret Service came out and said, hey, look, you know, we'll bring him there. We're going to be with him the whole way. Uh, we know that he's beefed up his security. Um, they agreed that the um, NYPD New York will not handcuff him. If they go to handcuff him, watch something, some shit break out. So I'm just saying is we could potentially see the shot heard around the world tomorrow. I, I hope everybody kind of understands what I'm saying by that is that they potentially could try to take out and assassinate Donald Trump. Um, that is 100%. Like if you listen to what Joe Biden had to say, and this is just a short clip, but the whole clip is relatively the same. You have a reporter asking Joe Biden specifically asking Joe Biden, um, what are you guys doing to ensure that Donald Trump does not run again in 2024? And this is Joe Biden's response to that. We just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution, does not become the next president again. Th that right there is absolutely unbelievable, unprecedented for an American president. I know he's not the real president, but either way, a person sitting in that position to say that, which just goes to show that this one. 100% is weaponization that they specifically are targeting Donald Trump for a reason. Now, Donald Trump's, or for a political reason, Donald Trump's attorneys say that they're going to file a motion immediately to dismiss after re uh, reviewing the indictment this last week. Uh, we know that the judges are Obama appointed judges, Joe Biden friends, not going to happen. Um, most likely this is going to go to trial. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Roger Stones warns that they're going to put a gag order on Donald Trump, which means he can't talk about the case or anything that's going on with it. And that would be a massive point of election interference. And he's absolutely right. This would be a massive point of election interference. So the chief of staff of the corrupt Manhattan DA, Elvin Bragg, supported impeaching Trump and demanded he not allowed to seek office again. This is this is no joke. So Deputy New York City District Attorney Meg Reese liked several tweets insulting former President Trump. Once her Twitter account was exposed, she deleted it. But we all know the internet is forever. And there's, uh, there's images here of all the tweets that she absolutely liked. Make America intelligent again, dump Trump. We have, it's always believed Trump lives in a forest of narcissism, self-pity, and self-justification. But watching some of the statements he submitted to making recent days, I do wonder if he's beginning to dawn on him that how he'll be remembered, how he'll be seen. She's like that one and this one. He's gone, and now it is up to us to drive out what he represents. He is lies and bigotry and injustice and tyranny and body, blah, 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 blah. So what we see here is we see a complete politicalization of the justice system. You remember that one thing that justice is blind? Not anymore. Absolutely not anymore. Justice is political and it's Democrat and it's radical and it wants Trump gone. You got to remember, they're not after him. They're after us. And here's the thing is that if they can do that to Donald Trump, they can do that to anybody. 
Just imagine the power that they can come down on you with. That right there is scary. And here's the thing is they've sealed the deal for Trump 2024. This man is going to win massively in 2024. The new polls coming out are showing that lefties, Democrats, moderates, independents are looking at this as a complete weaponization of the political environment. And this massively boosts the support for Trump. But here's the thing. I don't think we're going to have an election in 2024. There is a reason why all the conspiracy theorists came out and they talked about a certain set of books, The Adventures of Baron Trump and The Last President. And that's Inglewood, uh, or what is it? Uh, Lockwood, Lockwood, who did those? Is Trump the last president? Which means that we know Joe Biden is the Ill illegitimate president and that 2024 doesn't happen. Think about it. So we could potentially be living in times that I, I just, I, I can't even imagine. I mean, think about this for a second. And, and I, I, I'm speculating here, people. I'm speculating, okay? If something happens tomorrow, if something happens tomorrow, other than Donald Trump peacefully going there, people peacefully protesting, um, no instigation of violence whatsoever, he goes in there, gets bail, walks out. Something other than that, they take him to jail, they book him, the leaked, uh, the leaked uh, photos, all this stuff. Uh, Antifa instigates with MAGA and riots begin. Um, if there is a potential assassination Trump on uh, assassination attempt on Donald Trump, if he is assassinated, okay, you have to understand the repercussions of all that. If there is any type of violence in the protest, a riot that breaks out, they are going to blame it on MAGA. They are going to call it the next January 6th. It is going to be terror, terror has struck in New York City for the first time since September 11th. That's, that will be the titles. Okay. And they'll blame it on Trump and they'll say that Trump instigated it and they now have him in custody. Do you understand how this can be exasperated? It, it just, they could take this and, and move it any direction they want. So someone uh, in, I, I wish that came up later, but uh, I, I can comment on that. Please comment this. There are rumors of official unification between Russia and Belarus and also between Turkey and Azerbaijan. Um, this is an uh, MI6 rumor. I don't think it's a rumor, actually. Um, I'm just going to comment on that real quick. Uh, Belarus and uh, Russia, absolutely, there is unification between those two, Turkey and uh, Azerbaijan. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard that yet, but there are rumors that Turkey is going to be joining the BRICS nations. And I know Azerbaijan has actually talked about joining the BRICS nations as well. So there's uh, a pretty good potential for that to be true. Thanks, Leonard, for that. Um, now, Here's the thing. We are moving into the 2024 very, very fast. We are 2023 right now. We have a year and a half before those elections. There's a lot of things that can happen. Now, I wished that the moment that Donald Trump went into custody, a huge data file released, and all of a sudden, this was the Moab. And all the information, Hillary Clinton's emails, um, all the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, all the dirt he has on the politicians in Washington just goes public. And it starts mirroring sites all throughout the internet. I wish that that would happen because if that, that would be absolutely epic. Okay. 
I don't think that's going to happen. That's going to be a trump card. That's going to be played at a later date. But I was saying this on DEFCON 5 last week is how do you introduce evidence legally into the court systems? Now, Donald Trump isn't going to be on trial for, you know, hush money and paying someone off. He's on trial because of the weaponization of the political system of which he gets to defend himself if that so happens. And I'm curious to what he would say, especially when the whole world is watching. And the whole world is watching now. You can't imagine how many news cameras are set up over at Trump Tower. This, this is going to be, tomorrow is going to be a day that I think we're all going to remember for a very, very long time. Firstly, it's a deep, dark wound in the history of the United States of America. Number two, I don't know what's going to happen, but it could be even darker of a wound. It could be one of the most epic events that has happened in this country in the last hundred years. Who knows what could happen? So yeah, the shot heard around the world or, or who knows? Um, but when we look at it, you know, there is a lot of progress that we're making as Americans here in this country. And I, I'm going to talk about a few different, I, you know, I thought about what to talk about tonight. We got the restrict act, which I want to touch on. I need to get people out there to understand what the restrict act is, why this is important. Um, we got elections. We're going to get into elections real quick. We got some COVID information. I want to get into that. Um, but I just can't believe we're here. If you go back to this show years ago, election time, 2020, right? When we said Trump will be the first arrest, right? They're going to try to assassinate him, take him out. Trump will release massive amounts of data. We said these things, and this was because we're really good at pattern recognition. We're really good at pearl stringing information together. And we were right about these things. But if I imagine that we'd be here now in 2023 and on, on April 3rd, April showers, so this whole thing, and this would be unfolding, I, I would have said, I don't know. It's it, just completely unpredictable at that level, right? But I can't believe this is actually happening. Kind of crazy. Hold on. Still got a slight cold, as you can tell. But, and that's why I got tea, doing the tea. All my people on the social red pill are the herbalists and telling me, do this, do that, do this, do that. Good people. And if you haven't joined the social red pill, you guys need to check it out. Uh, socialredpill.com, guys, right there. You can just click that QR code. It's 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 a free online social network platform. I created it after uh, uh, I was deleted from Patreon. It's a way you can support us, the Red Pill Project, everything we do there, as well as collaborate on various different groups and, and on a social media feed that we have there. We just created the Barter and Trade group. So people can go in there now and actually barter and trade directly on the social red pill. We claim no liability for that, by the way. There, read, please read the description box. But you need to coordinate that through DM when you post something and somebody wants it. But I'll put that link up back up in a little while. Um, man, if you think about this, the arrest of Donald Trump that's happening, potentially the shot heard around the world. Um, we have Russia basically unveiling all the truth that's occurring right now in, um, in, in Ukraine of all the 
the corruption and the money laundering and human trafficking, all that stuff's being unveiled. The United States is in proxy war with Russia through Ukraine. We have China making their moves on the global economy. We have the BRICS nations with over 72% of the global population um, um, unifying, right? They control 68% of global trade and 62% of global resources. And they're growing every day. Okay, and I, I've been saying since the beginning that this isn't an economic alliance. This is a military alliance. So there's a lot of just stuff coming together. And, and I call this the Firestorm event. For anybody out there who's been listening for a while, I've been talking about something known as the Firestorm event and how all these things will seemingly begin to destabilize at their foundation and begin rising up and all of a sudden colliding together and to the eventuality the world, where the world goes into a massive collapse and we're headed towards that collapse really fast. It, we're, we're getting to that point. And so it is concerning, but it's also exciting. But as it is concerning, we also have to be prepared at various different levels. We have to understand our position, our stance in this war that is occurring. Now, what does that mean? Well, community organization, is paramount. You have to get out there and you have to, you have to organize within your community. You have to talk to your friends, your families, your neighbors. You have to talk to those people you might not want to talk to. Go to your local bar and say, hey, look, you know, can I put up a flyer here? Put up a flyer for a community meeting. Meet at the bar, have a few drinks on a Friday night. Um, if you're in small towns, rural towns, whatever this might be, get out there and start talking to people and say, hey, look, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in this world right now. And I'm I'm curious what your guys' thoughts on it. And, and that's the best way to start these meetings and get people collaborating together and, and start making lists. Be like, Hey, look, we need, we need farmers, cattle ranchers. We need, you know, we need butchers. We need, uh, you know, people who know about uh, energy generation. We need people who know about farming or gardening. We need people who know about herbology and medicines and, and water and, and clean water and all these different things and start making lists and getting people together and say, Hey, if, if, if STHF, if shit hits the fan, this is what we need to do. This is where we're going to collaborate. This is how we're going to shut our town down, our village down, our city down, or our HOA neighborhood down. This is the security guards that we're going to have. This is the weaponry that we have. Okay. Th this is what I'm thinking that people need to start doing because we don't know which way that this is going to go. This could go incredibly bad, or this could be mediocre, or this could be astronomically good. We could get back our country. A whole new world can be created out of what's happening right now. I do believe that that's the route that this is going to go, that this is going to be a whole new world that's created and generated out of the sequences of events that we've seen since 2016. But it does take time. It's going to take a long time for us to get there. Now, are we ever going to de defeat the deep state? I do believe we can, but I do think that there are certain changes that need to occur within the bureaucracy, within the, the Congress and the Senate of the United States and within the executive branch of the United States. Number one is we, we have to put upon term limits, term limits not only for congressmen and senators, but term limits for the bureaucracy. And I think that that's probably the most important part here is that we need term limits for the bureaucracy. Where in the sense is if Janet Yellen served eight years as the chairman of the Federal Reserve, she can no longer serve any more time in any position of the government, period, done, that's it, eight years, goodbye. 
That's what we need. Any senior executive level, any mid-executive level, you get eight years in that position and then you're done. And then we need to chop off the rest of the government. It's absolutely usage. You know, during COVID-19, 35% of government employees were sent home with pay. After COVID, most of them didn't return and they were still getting paid by taxpayer dollars. Well, guess what? The government functioned during that time, which means that these people are non-essential and you don't need them. Get rid of them. Fire them. And this will reduce our annual budgets massively. The next thing we need to do, and term limits is just the beginning of it. You need to eradicate the lobby. You need to eradicate political action campaigns. You want to know why? Because no corporation, foreign entity, private interest, or large political conglomeration should have more power than an American citizen, period. No amount of money should be able to curtail the votes of the American people. The vote of the American people is the one freedom that they have. And I say it's a freedom because it's free to do, and every American citizen has the right at the age of 18. Okay. Every American citizen has that, that levying of the, their vote, which is free. And that's taken away from us, voter disenfranchisement, because of corporations, conglomerates, private interests, foreign countries. And we can't allow that to happen anymore. You need to get rid of that. And then you need to put a cap on the spending limit of politicians in where politicians could only take in X amount of dollars per constituent per district. They cannot take in money from outside of the district. Every donation made to that politician is tracked and registered. You can only donate to one politician per election, but you're going to vote to him. You can donate to him as many times up to the maximum limit. And guess what? That also becomes a hedge against voter fraud because if a certain amount of people voted for one candidate, and those same certain amount of people donated to that candidate, and he raised more money than the other person, then yes, it's clear that he's the winner. But if one candidate wins and he receives 5% of the, the, the donations from the constituents, and another guy has 75% of the donations from the constituents, which represents 75% of the actual total of the population, then you know there's a problem. And voter fraud is easily discovered. But they don't do this. They don't do this because they know. Because they know if they did, then the problem is they no longer can substantiate the deep state. The deep state goes away. And look at this. The Democrat Party reportedly received half its donations from unemployed Americans, many who are elderly voters who identify whose identities may have been stolen. Where is the money really coming from? And so this is interesting because. And I'm going to read the Gateway Pundit article here. In 2020, millions were reportedly donated to BLM after the George Floyd was killed. At the same time, 20-plus police were killed in American cities, suffered $2 billion in record damages. Um, Act Blue was raising money using BLM as its front group. Act Blue is a Democrat's funding apparatus. We know this from our early reporting and from the fact that BLM later admitted this. In 2022, Black Lives Matter announced in February 2022 that the organization was deactivating its fundraising pages on Act Blue. This was after the Washington Examiner exposed that BLM was still accepting donations on the Democratic platform, despite claiming it had stopped amid questions about its finances. The Daily Caller confirmed that Act Blue was using BLM money to raise using BLM to raise money. BLM is not a recognized nonprofit organization or nonprofit organization 
Um, so BMO is not a nonprofit organization and nonprofit organizations that it provides fiduciary oversight, financial management, and other administrative services to BLM. And this is according to the thousand currents. Candace Owens reported on the BLM Act Blue relationship and was targeted by a bogus fact checker. Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch jumped in and stated that their findings confirm the Gateway Tondit and Candace Owen reported. Um, so, and here's Tom Fitton. And I'm looking, it's funny because uh, Elon Musk changed the logo of Twitter today, the Doge. That's why Doge went up and skyrocketed. But if you refresh the screen, it'll come up with a Doge. <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Um, so, According to the website, Black Lives Matter Inc. is not a charity. It's a full-fledged corporation that does not have any locations. Can anyone tell me where the hundreds of millions of BLM has raised goes? Can anyone tell me in what state BLM was incorporated and by who? And Tom Fitness says, this is an interesting issue. Act Blue Charities is the fundraising charity that purports to raise money for other charities, which in this case is Black Lives Matter Global Network. No IRS info with this organization's name available online. And so... The confused and misleading leftist fact checker being used to censor Candace O confirms Black Lives Matter Global Network is not yet recognized IRS charity, but raises money under the fiscal sponsorship of another group, Thousand Currents. Transparency. So if you want to make, to make a tax-deductible charitable donation directly to Black Lives Matter, you can't. You donate to Act Blue Charities. Act Blue Charities sends this money allegedly to another charity, Thousand Currents, which runs BLM as fiscal responsibility. Thousand Currents was allegedly a nonprofit organization, and Susan Rosenberg served on the board. Susan Rosenberg was a member of the Weather Underground terrorist group. Mm, you remember this? Which includes Barack Obama and Bill Ayers. President Bill Clinton gave her a pardon on his last day in office. So if you want to still believe that BLM is not associated with communism or the radicalism of these uh, these communists, uh, Bill Ayers and all these other guys, Saul Alewinski, you're crazy. They're right here. So in summary, contributions to BLM were funneled through ActBlue, a major resource for Democrat donations, and then funneled to at least one organization run by a member of the domestic terrorist group. Um, in 2020, Fox News reported that half of all donations to ActBlue in 2019 came from untraceable, unemployed donors. The preliminary computer analysis by the Take Back Action Fund, obtained exclusively by Fox News, has found that nearly half of the 2019 donations to ActBlue were made by people claiming to be unemployed. Um, Action Fund President John Pudner questioned the veracity of these donations and called it a loophole that must be closed for the sake of election integrity. After downloading hundreds of millions of dollars in donations to the Take Back Action Fund servers, we were shocked to see that almost half of the donations to ActBlue in 2019 claimed to be unemployed individuals. He said the name of the employers must be disclosed when making political donations, but more than 4.7 million donations came from people who claimed they did not have an employer. Those 4.7 million donations totaled $346 million ActBlue raised and sent to its liberal causes. This trend continues this year. The Action Fund examination of 2020 data from January to August showed an uptick in unemployed donations through ActBlue, 50.1% this year. Action Fund's president, John Putner, had this to say regarding these findings. It is hard to believe that at a time when U.S. unemployment rate was less than 4%, that unemployed people had $346 million to send to ActBlue for liberal causes. Uh, when you take back our republic, when take back our republic first pointed out in 2015 that foreign interests could potentially use gift cards to flood money in through Act Blue unverified credit card system, more than 100 members of Congress stopped using the system in 
31 Democrats joined 52 Republicans in trying to outlaw the practice. It took vendors only a few hours to change their setup to allow the banks to verify if donations were really Americans. Unfortunately, as things have turned harshly partisan after Trump's election, ActBlue doubled down and moved more and more candidates onto unverified systems at a time when intelligence officials were want, want warning that foreign interests may impact who wins our elections. Okay. Now, this is interesting because what we've also seen is because of the Silicon Valley bank collapse that occurred just a uh, few weeks ago, is records came out that over $87 billion, yes, that's $87 billion with a B, was donated by these big corporations and these wealthy peoples to BLM. $87 billion to BLM. That is astronomical. And these people are going out there and buying mansions and fancy cars. They're socialists. Oh, yeah, big socialists right there. And what are they doing with this money? They're not giving it back to the, the, the black communities. They're not giving it back to the poor Americans or the minorities or, or those people that they stick up for or say they stick up for. But instead, they're giving it to Democrat political foundations, radical political organizations, Act Blue. Not only that, is U.S. taxpayer dollars. How are they getting all this money? Oh, you remember James O'Keefe last week did this where he was going to these people's houses. Accordingly, they are the ones who donated to Act Blue. Well, this is kind of how this all started is these people were elderly and unemployed. He went to their house and said, how much do you donate to Act Blue? And they said, maybe a few hundred dollars. He said, well, not $230,000. These people are like, no, I don't have that kind of money. And so people are, so someone at Act Blue, someone at BLM, someone within this industry is going out there. And they're taking money. I'll, I'll get to where the money comes from in a minute. They're taking money and they're funneling it through these BLM organizations and these, these political organizations like Act Blue. Okay. And they're creating the fictitious names retired, unemployed, retired, unemployed, retired, unemployed over and over again, changing the name just slightly. And these aren't the real people who are donating. So you have to ask yourself, well, who's the real people that are donating this money? Well, let me get into one other part of this. See, we had the FTX scandal at the beginning of last year, excuse me, in the middle of the summer. And one thing that came out with that, that is that Sam Bankman fried had donated millions of dollars to politicians, both on the left and the right. But that wasn't the end of it. He used Alameda Capital, the fund, through kind of a venture fund that they had there, multiple hundreds of businesses. Most of these businesses had no record, had no description, had no owner. There's no ever proof of anybody meeting with them. They're called shell organizations or funnel through organizations. So what he was doing is he was taking money out, literal money from FTX, loaning it to Alameda Capital, never paying it back. And then using that to fund these businesses that didn't exist. Well, what do you think those businesses did? Those businesses donated to Act Blue and they donated to BLM. And they probably did it in the names of hundreds, if not thousands, of unemployed and retired people. Well, you have to ask yourself, is what money was Sam Bankman fried using? Well, firstly, it was the people's money. But was there another kind of uh, funnel? That he was getting that money through. Yeah. A hundred billion dollars of Ukraine. <coughs> excuse me. So, oh, there we go. A hundred billion dollars of U.S. taxpayer dollars were sent to Ukraine. Now, in September of 2021, Ukraine created a crypto bank, which merged with the Bank of Ukraine. And they went up and set 
they went up and set up a whole crypto platform of wallets and investment into Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance coin, all these different coins, including FTX coin. Now, the interesting thing is, is when you do something like that, typically what you're going to do is you're going to hire a third party corporation to come in and set up all that software. Well, they did. They hired a company called FTX and they used FTX's APIs, which means that the wallets were actually held by FTX. So let's say that $100 billion comes in from the US taxpayer into Ukraine. Okay. Let's say that uh, 2 billion of that goes into their crypto investments. Now that goes to FTX. Sam Bankman Fried takes that 2 billion, funnels it in a loan to Alameda Capital into these hundreds of shell companies. Those hundreds of shell companies go out there, do the real work of the the uh, the the mules, the donation mules, and voila, that money is clearly cleaned and embezzled all the way through. U.S. taxpayer dollars are the ones where that 86 billion came from for BLM, where those billions of dollars in the Act Blue came from. I guarantee you. Now, what are you going to do about it? Stop paying taxes. That's what I say. I wish it was that simple as right, right? But here's the thing is not only do we have this whole shit show that's occurring right now with the, the whole voting scheme, right? We, we, we understand more now than ever before of how they're stealing elections, okay? And it's going to be very difficult for them to do this in 2024. A lot of states are getting rid of Dominion voter machines. A lot of states are getting rid of various other types of policies. They're finding out that the constitutionality, and by the way, everybody wants to send crypto. There you go, right up there. Um, we're finding out the constitutionality of the moves that the, the, the governors made without the action of the state legislator, that the governor and the, uh, the, the secretary of the elections made without the rights of the uh, state legislator and assembly was unconstitutional. And this is coming back that they can't do this again. So they can't change the rules again if there's another pandemic. Understand that. that that's an important fact right there. So going into 2024, it's a surefire win that Donald Trump will win this election. I mean, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about this. Donald Trump will win this election in 2024. And this is why they either have to eliminate him, jail him for the next four years, or ruin him so bad that they file a felony on him, charge him with that felony of where he's disqualified to run again under the 14th Amendment. Because if they don't do one of those four things, Donald Trump's going to win in 2024. There's no if, ands, or buts. Now, here's the thing. If we go into 2024 and Donald Trump beats all of these, beats all of these odds, which I think it's going to happen, there's not going to be an election. There can't be an election. They cannot allow an election to happen because, like Joe Biden said, we, we can never allow him to take power again. And I know that's my Nixon voice, but we can't allow him to take power again. That's the truth. They cannot allow Donald Trump to take power again because there will be complete eradication of the bureaucracy. And that's what this country needs. We need a complete eradication of the bureaucracy. We need term limits put in there for senior and mid-election -elec uh, uh, positions. So let's say that you were a senior executive in government. You're an undersecretary of defense. Yeah, you can go serve as secretary of defense, but you only can do eight years and then you're out and that's it. And that's gone. And your time and service is done. Okay. What else do we have going on here? Well, not only do we have the problem that we're seeing with elections, we're, not only do we see the problems that we're seeing with, with Donald Trump and the political weaponization and the potential gun grab and the potential tyranny deriving from the Restrict Act, 
But did everybody forget about the COVID vaccines? Yeah. There's some warnings out there. We're going to read them in a second. So I want to give a shout out to Gump. Help the show and hit that dang thumbs up. $1 on Rumble. Thank you so much, Gump. And uh, Gump actually became a supporter plus. And so, uh, so if you guys don't know on Rumble, they changed it up a little bit. So they got a whole bunch of new things coming out on Rumble, um, new features. But one of them is, is if you uh, if you go out there and do the Rumble rants, um, you can actually subscribe to the channel. So pretty cool there. Uh, I think that's a new feature they just did. So Gump, thank you so much for being a subscriber to the channel. Much appreciated. Uh, but guys, if you are out there and you're watching on Rumble and you're not subscribed to this channel, please subscribe to this channel as well as hit that thumbs up button. We got 70 thumbs up, zero thumbs down. Must be doing something right here. And please take part in that chat and comment below and share this and get it out there. I'm going to go on over to Pilled because those guys are awesome over to Pilled. We got Slumdog. Oh, Pilled also introduced subscriptions as well on there. So awesome. Thank you so much, Slumdog. Um, Slumdog's apparently... He uh, donated to Act Blue. <laughs> Joking. Uh, thanks for all the pills coming out there on D Live on Facebook and on Pill. Much appreciated, guys. You guys are absolutely awesome uh, showing your support out there. All right, but the vaccines. The vaccines. We kind of like get sidetracked. You forget political weaponization, restrict act, our freedoms, Twitter files. I mean, it's all over the place. So let's go ahead and show the screen. Dr. McCullough's warning to those who took the jab. And so listen, I didn't share the volume, did I? One second. I didn't share the volume. Let me, let me go in here again, share the audio, go here. Boom. Let's listen to this. So the clinical results on safety, and I recognize this is going to be hard for some of you who took the vaccine, uh, yourselves, one of them, and, or, or your family members, people in your circle, and believe me, people in my family took it, and uh, uh, you know, I, have no, um, I have no stone to cast on anyone who took a vaccine early on. Uh, there was a tremendous uh, fear. We saw loved ones dying of COVID. I met somebody in the audience whose husband died of, of COVID. These are awful deaths. Uh, we were told this was a solution, that, uh, that this was safe and effective, and we were under duress as a nation. When the vaccines were rolled out, it was only, I think, about, um, about two weeks after I testified in the U.S. Senate. And, and I told America at the time, I was on the floor of the U.S. Senate, I said, we're going to see a body count that is going to, that on our, our news feels that are going to be horrified. That's actually the word I used. And I was imploring America to get going with early treatment. And when, when my panel and my side, when we were majority witnesses for Ron Johnson, when we were asked about the vaccines, no comment from us. The only information was in a press release and we'd see no peer-reviewed data. But by that time, CVS and Walgreens were already advertising the vaccines. There was already the machinery was rolling and people were told to take the vaccine. That's what the video was going to, um, was going to show you. Next slide. We never got a vaccine report card in terms of safety. 
We're still to this day, we haven't gotten it. You haven't gotten anything in the mail. If you took a vaccine, you haven't gotten any report about what's been learned on safety. The consent form has not been sufficiently updated. Next slide. What we learned is that in 2021, when the vaccines were rolled out, all the safety events, adverse events, and deaths shot off the Richter scale. This is every year there are allergic reactions, there are things that can happen with vaccines. But you can see in 2021, something is distinctly different. And this is only halfway through 2021. There's vaccines that are more heavily utilized than COVID, including influenza. So something was off. Our CDC and FDA were running the a vaccine program and they should have shut it down. They should have shut it down. Cannot allow this to happen. This is an early warning system by design. This is the government's early warning system. It's like having a warning light go off in your car and you ignore it and the engine blows up. Next slide. I updated this just recently. This is the U.S. Vaccine Aversive Reporting System of the ones with permanent VAERS numbers, U.S. data, 17,114 deaths through March. That's what the CDC is verifying. Where someone has reported this, they think the vaccine caused the death. 86% of the time, it's a doctor who reports it. They think the vaccine caused death. The CDC verifies the death indeed happened. Unacceptable. Five, ten, fifty. Take it off the market. You don't let it roll up to seven. And it's a gross underreport. If someone dies at home and the paramedics come and the police come and there's all this commotion in the home, there's no vaccine card around. It will never be reported. Most of these deaths occur right in the vaccine center, where the person dies right in front of the person who gave the shot, or in the nursing home. And it's so proximate. Can you imagine? The vaccine cards get lost quickly. There's so much commotion when people die. To try to reconcile all this and get, get a report to be made is very difficult. Uh, uh, thousands, hundreds of thousands of hospitalizations uh, and, and uh, near misses, and the vaccine injury syndromes are as broad as you can imagine because the vaccine goes to every part of the body. Next slide. It's been one piece of bad news after another on the vaccines. There are tens of thousands of papers on the vaccines published. Hundreds come out each day. And unfortunately, it's a steady stream of bad news. Next slide. The four major categories where there's problems with the vaccines, where it's published, the FDA and regulatory agencies agree that the vaccines cause these problems are four categories. One is cardiovascular, from accelerating heart attacks to heart inflammation to abnormal heart rhythms, cardiac arrest, two, neurologic, stroke, intracranial hemorrhages, paralysis, Guillain-Barre syndrome, neuropathy, numbness and tingling in the hands. Somebody came up to me today was asking about that. Hematologic, blood clots, blood clots in the arteries and veins. That can be life-threatening, in fact, do kill some individuals. And then immunologic, immune system disorders. The two big ones are VITT, vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, and the other one is MIS, multi-system inflammatory disorder. These are published, and everyone agrees that the vaccines cause them. This slide is a medical nightmare. It is a medical nightmare. I can tell you, as a doctor taking care of these problems, we lose many patients with these problems because we can't save all of them. They are very difficult internal medicine problems.
absolutely unbelievable. And there's the warning. And we're starting to see this warning come to life. People are dying. And we've been saying it that once we enter that 18 to 24 month time frame, it, it's going to start happening a lot more. Uh, there was an article. I wish I still had the article. We had it up a few weeks ago or about a week ago. And it was uh, doctors can explain why more teenagers, eight, 13 to 18 years of age, are dying uh, of heart attacks. They can't explain it. <laughs> yeah, they can. Dr. McCullough just told you. Okay. And we've been prepared for this. We knew that this was coming. We knew that this was happening. As sad and scary as this is, we knew this was coming. And we got to prepare for even worse because this is going to get even worse. Shock study, vaxxed lose 25 years of their life according to government data. And data shows every year, despite the level of injections people take, take going down due to people catching the propaganda, except deaths go up dra- dramatically as all forms of mortality accelerate. We recently reported on the government data out of Australia showing that the excess deaths in 2022 were 5,162% higher than the previous year. 5,000%. If you got a 5,000% return on your 401k, you'd be a multimillionaire. Just think about that. Got a $10,000 in my 401k, just had 5,000% return. I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how high and astronomical those numbers are. It has become apparent that this is only just the beginning in a recent study based on government out data out of Cleveland. If the average age of a man is around 80 years, if he's unvaxxed, the rate of the vax deaths are go- growing in comparison to the unvaxxed. Someone who's had four or five shots and are 30 years old today can expect to live to 55 at the oldest. And that's why my friend John Michael Chambers calls it the genocide jab, because he's absolutely right. This jab was made to screw up your whole bodily system to attribute to depopulation of the planet. That's what this agenda was all about. COVID was not about a real pandemic of a real virus going out there and affecting humanity. This was made in a lab, designed specifically, released. The spike proteins of it were utilized to generate a bioweapon vaccine which was injected to billions of people and spreading from those people to other people to reduce the population drastically to hopefully for them under 500 million. Uh, Let's go to Tom Rents for a second. I I want you guys to listen to what Tom Rents has to say here. This is on InfoWars. And uh, let's bring up Tom Rents. Full transparency disclosure bill would require that they tell us if it's a gene therapy product. That 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 you're looking at there, how to make an edible vaccine, that was in published in the year 2000. I mean, it's one, two, three, four, five. Very straightforward. They've known how to put vaccines in in vegetables for a very very long time, and uh, now they're doing it. Now they're going to do it. And that's what this is. It's vaccinating you through your food. Because they know there's all kinds of different reasons why people don't want to put the needle injection into their arm. I mean, there's a litany of reasons. So they figure, well, we'll just trick you. We'll deceive you. We'll put the vaccines in the food and you won't even know what hit you. And it's all proof right here. You've got the proof. You working with legislators, putting out 
basic, common sense, reasonable, easy to read and understand bills, and they're fighting it tooth and nail because if you knew what they were doing to our food, you wouldn't eat it. Uh, who would? And, you know, I want to, I, I believe you got a break coming up, but I'll tell you after the break, I would love to tell you guys about Bill Gates' factory meat and why that's such a big risk because, you know, these guys you got to understand the the evil that these people, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. And, you know, there's a reason that the WHO was willing to pull the recommendation for children to get vaccinated. It's because they don't need to. They're going to try and put it in your food and poison you. Yep. So now they don't need the kids to get vaccinated because they're going to they're gonna sneak it in. They don't need kids to get vaccinated because they're going to sneak it into your food. And Tom Rents posted this just the other day. And uh, breaking news, lobbyists for the Cattleman and Pork Associations in several states have confirmed they will be using mRNA vaccines in pigs and cows this month. You must support Missouri Bill. Nope, my bad. You must support Missouri Bill HB 1169. It is literally the only chance we have to prevent this. No one knows the impacts of doing this, but we are all potentially facing the risk of being died suddenly if we don't. And so this is the emergency issues bill right here. Missouri House Bill number 1169, informed consent bill. And that means that they would have to tell you before you eat meat that is vaccinated. Right now, they don't have to tell you. And guys, this is, this is bad. This is bad. Okay. Look, Twitter keeps blocking this article with Plains of Missouri, HB 1169. This is Tom Rents' Substack. Highly recommend you go and check it out. Um, he goes and lays all this out on how these vaccines are being put into our food supply. Now, I know Roxy's sitting there thinking uh, Soylent Green. Um, this is beyond Soylent Green. This is COVID, you know, this is bioweapon Soylent green, if you want to look at it like that, this is bad. And so not only that is it's check this one out. How about this one? And who knows what these methane uh, suppressants are going to do for us. Farmers will be ordered to feed cows methane suppressants to stop them belching and breaking wind under government plans to reach net zero. Dairy cow cows are set to be given methane suppressants by farmers to reduce their carbon footprint by making them burp less. This is the government's net zero growth plan released this week. Look to address concerns of the high court that existing plans to reach the climate goal before 2050 were not detailed, though. And you got to remember, the EU has doubled down, doubled down on green energy, on the whole Green New Deal aspect of things. Okay, they're they're in one of the worst energy crisis crises in their history. Okay, and they just ended up giving people $15,000 printing money they don't have. And now they're going out there. They're seizing farmers lands all through the, the Netherlands, all throughout Germany, Italy, Spain, seizing farmers lands because these farmers will not comply. Guys, our whole world is under attack and they are accumulating as many resources as they possibly can to come after you and me. That is their whole point is they want you and me to shut up, sit down, and fuck off. That's what they want. And you know, when we talk about the new world order, what are we really talking about here? Well, their game, I mean, we can look at all their evil secret societies and cults and rituals, and we can look at all that. But at the end of the day, 
The new world order is about control. The new world order is about slavery. It's about ownership of resources. Now, do you want to know what the most abundant and productive resource on this planet is? It's you. You are the most abundant and productive resource on this planet. And right now, there's not a high demand for it, and it's in large quantities. So you got to reduce that. Bring it down to levels of scarcity to where that product is now more valuable. We are in, in a system right now in the United States of America of involuntary servitude. Don't believe me? Don't pay your taxes. Don't believe me? Go to Washington, D.C. and protest in front of the House of Representatives. Go out there and start withdrawing all your money from the bank and see what happens. Exactly. This is a massive system of control that we are in right now. And we need to do everything to get out of it. Now, General Michael Flynn, I had him on a few uh, few weeks ago. And he discussed this a lot. But I want to bring this up again to what he's talking about. And this, this reiterates to what I've been saying the last few years. Let's listen to this. We have to keep exposing this and we cannot accept it, right? In some cases, don't comply, right? People should not comply. And, and this gets back to, you know, what do you do in your own hometown? And that's where I think our, our greatest victories have really been achieved. When I see, when I see two years ago, uh, moms being, you know, called domestic terrorists for standing up for their children, you know, for, for their own parental rights. And now, you know, they, we, I know that the Department of Justice had to back down from that. And now we've taken over. I can tell you, we've taken over just in, in my own state. We've taken over 27 school boards out of 67 counties. And that's, and that's going to continue to, to be that way. There's been, I, I'm told there's, we're roughly at like 250 to 300 school boards across the country in, a, in, a, in really key counties where school boards have been, have been overturned. That's super important. That means that we are now starting to take control of the country at the grassroots level. They hate that. They absolutely can't stand that. And that's why you see these, 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 you know, statements coming out about, you know, people being all the domestic terrorist uh, definitions that the Department of Justice has been trying to stick on, on people for just standing up for parental rights. That's number one. So there's these battles. It's like, it's like we've got to keep fighting it, like being in a boxing match, you know, and we're, we get punched every so often. And you've been punched a couple of times. I've been punched a lot. And, and we get knocked back. We got to get up. We got to keep fighting back. We got to find the different ways to fight back. That's how we're going to do it. And I will tell you, we're, we're going to continue to expose this globalist elite class that when we, and you know, these are people, we can put names to these people, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's the George Soros's, it's the Bill Gates, it's the Klaus Schwab's, it's the John Kerry's. In this country, it's the Al Gore's, it's people in the White House. I mean, there are there are those in our country. So, you know, to take a to take a step back and look at this, I, what I would tell you is that they I can see I can already sense that they're trying to accelerate certain things. And the reason why they're trying to accelerate certain things like, the you know, we see the Deutsche Bank today is looks like they're going to collapse. We, we, we see these banks starting to to sort of fold and, and there's a reason for that and and there's an attempt to try to you know control sort of move power of the financial system to a higher level to like only a few banks right so there's going to be some move to do that what we've got to do is we got one pay very close attention to it so sense sense your environment around you pay close attention listen understand what's happening 
and then make sure that you're you are protecting yourself how do you protect yourself you get involved in your communities they chose they chose the battlefield right they they chose the battle space a couple of years ago and it was actually during the trump administration and how they chose it and they they and we know this we not know this right they've been talking about covid with all these scenario planning sessions that they've had and 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 things we've seen in the intelligence community and labs that have u.s labs and u.s uh, uh universities and government labs that have been working with the chinese for years prior to 2020 prior to the outbreak of this this surprising outbreak of of COVID. so they've been working on this a long time this is choosing the terrain that you want to fight on so they chose the train that they wanted to fight the 2020 election on and they did it through uh bringing on this covid thing right they chose the terrain to fight on right know your enemy know your terrain and know yourself and you'll win a thousand battles so they chose the terrain and i don't think we understood ourselves that well at that time there was a lot of people that pushed back i was one of them i mean there's, there's a lot of us but there but it was an insufficient number and our voices weren't strong enough so now fast forward to where we are today and i would say over the last year year and a half and our voices so so now the the terrain has changed okay so we have now chosen the terrain to fight on and the terrain that we're fighting on is the terrain of truth and that's how we fight that's how we win we continue to push 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 the truth out there all right and when we thanks general flynn and what is the terrain the terrain of truth it's fucking information this he he you know he did read my my multi-domain battlefield. I don't know if that's where he got a lot of this from because it sounded very similar that they chose the domain of battlefield. That's exactly what multi-domain battlefield was about. It was about the domain of information. They chose it, they lost, we won, we're taking over the media, we are the media now, we control the dissemination of information. There is nothing that they can do that we do not know within hours. That's absolutely garbage, bullshit, propaganda, political weaponization, or whatever it might be. That's the beauty of this world today. More people are awake than ever before, and they got their ears close to Twitter, which is in the hands of whether you hate them or not, love them or not, and someone who understands and cares about free speech. We have people out there leading these movements that are saying, hey, look, you need to wake up and you need to listen to what we're saying. You need to organize at the community level. You need to organize together and get your voices to you, get your voices heard. This is paramount. You need to prepare at a very high level and degree for your family, for potentially what is coming. And we don't know necessarily what is coming. It could be nothing. It could be a big nothing burger. The market could rebound and skyrocket and the United States goes into a whole new era of economic growth and development and the, the world stays is shared with the new world order. I don't fucking know. I don't think that that's going to happen though because I think China's ambitions are way too high. Russia doesn't give a shit about the United States, that the United States doesn't give a shit about the United States. So I think that we're going to see something completely different. Now, one of the things that we have to do here is we have to organize and get our voices heard, but we have to choose our battlefield. And I've talked about the multi-domain battlefield approach for a long time, that we're all involved in the information war. We're controlling and dominating the information domain and battlefield. But there's these subdomains that we need to start taking back through 
Infiltration, the same techniques that these people utilize. The social and the cultural are the biggest two because this basically molds the future generation of Americans. And we have to go back there and we have to be a critical component in part to our children's education, to the education of people that are coming up into this country and into this world to be the next forefront leaders of this country. Not only that, is we have to bring back tradition. We have to bring back a cultural interpretation of what it means to be American to these types of people and back to our family. No more, you know, we, we need to probably start having dinner at the dinner table every night. We need to start going out there and doing big family dinners on Sunday after church or whatever it might be. We need to bring that back to America because what that does is that instills a certain level of moral and ethical principles into our children, into our family structure, and that extends out into the community, from the community to the city, from the city to the state, from the state to the federal government. And that's how we have a long-term approach to, to solving the problems of this country is by raising very well-informed, very strong children, all right? And, and if you don't have children, you're wondering what you can do, you can start doing it for yourself because we've all lost that level of responsibility and self-discipline of what it means to truly be an American. Go out there and take the land of opportunity while it's still around and make yourself a success because you know what? We're not making any progress. Why not? If we're sitting there and we're like, oh, poor me, oh, my life. If that's who we are, guess what? We're going to lose this country. But if we go out there and we take life by the balls and we drag it to where we want it to go, we win. That's the only way that we win. We have to have a large set of balls. We have to stand up to the world stage and we have to go out there and get what we want. Yeah, they call it the game of life. Go out there, play the game of life. Now, Speaking about the cultural aspect, I want to bring this up here. Excuse me. And I'm going to go ahead and um, play this one. Here we go. You guys will like this one. This is good. You started it. You started it. So I see you on social media and on the news and out marching the street, crying your crocodile tears and claiming that you're being set upon by fascist right-wingers who won't let you just live your lives in peace. What do we ever do to you, you cry? Why are you so angry at us? Well, let me answer that question. You see, the rest of us were living our lives. We were minding our own business. When you came along, and demanded that we abandon everything we know about fundamental physical reality for your sake. That's what you did. You claim the right to walk into whatever bathroom you want, whatever locker room, whatever sports team. Nobody else has ever had that right. Nobody else has ever had that right to just do whatever they want, go anywhere they want. But you wanted it. You came after our children, seeking to suck them into your suicide cult just to make yourselves feel better. You tried to restructure human society to make it affirming to you personally. You wanted to force the whole world to bend to your narcissism. You tried to put words in our mouths. You tried to control how we speak, even when you're not in the room. Your ego is so out of control that you even tried to take possession of parts of the English language, like you can own them as a pet. You waved that hideous, ridiculous flag in our face. And wouldn't stop waving it. 
You demanded not just tolerance, but celebration. You did all of that. That was you. And now you cry victim because some of us have simply answered no. You made demands. Many people surrendered to those demands immediately, but some of us, a few of us, are refusing. And that makes you what? A victim? All right, I'm back. That was Matt Walsh there. And boom, spot on. Woohoo! And, and you know what? I like his pers- his point of view because he's spot on. That was the heart of the cultural war. Is they come out there and they blame the shit out of you for all their problems and all their downsides in life when in actuality it was them who started the fire. It reminds you of that one song, right? I didn't start the fire, kept on burning while the world was turning. Well, guess who started the fucking fire? They did. All right. Why do I have a uh, an old article about the banker who caused a 1929 stock market crash? Because there's a lot of history here that was never really told before in the sense of how the stock market crash in 1929 happened. Now, my concern is that The 1929 stock market crash was not necessarily an accident. Absolutely, actually not even close to being an accident. It was 100% a setup. What they did, 1920s to 1929, is they set up the American public because the American public was wealthy. Wealthy with land and resources. People owned land and mineral rights during this time. Okay, And we went into the roaring 20s because we had this new system of money called the Federal Reserve System, where the Federal Reserve loaned money out to lesser banks. Those lesser banks loaned money out to the people. But the people didn't need the money. They had plenty of money. The banks are like, here, just take the money. It's really easy. I'm going to give you 10 times of the value for your farm. So I'll give you a million dollars for your $100,000 farm, and you can just pay it back slowly over time, 20 years, 30 years. It's fine. Don't worry. And people became rich in cash. And they went out there and they started expanding their farms, buying new land. And then once it hit a critical point, what happened? The bankers went out there and they shorted the market. The second day they went out there and they called in all the loans. The big banks called in the loans from the smaller banks. Well, the smaller banks didn't have the money on hand to pay the money back. So they went to the people who own the land and said, hey, we need to pay this money back. And they go, the money's all been spent. They say, I don't have it. They say, well, I have to take your collateral. And they take the land from the Americans, from these people who didn't want the loans in the first place. And then what happens is those banks say, well, hey, well, I, I got the collateral. They say, this is a big bank. And the big bank goes, cool. Now give me your business. You just lost your business because your, your assets don't substantiate the 10X loan that you just gave on that land. And the money wasn't fucking real. And they take over all these small banks that consolidate the power into the hands of a few. And they take all the land and all the resources. We go into the Great Depression. They hijack the whole money system. They confiscate all the gold. They try to form two different coups. They finally succeed in 63. In 72, they they completely ruined our economy by moving into a fiat currency. And here we are now. We're moving into the same time period of exactly what they're doing. What happened the last 10 years? They flooded the markets with money, cheap money, 
cheap, cheap money. Put it out there. People go out there, start buying and acquiring assets, real tangible assets, property, so on. 98% of all millionaires make their money in real estate. So what happens now? They pull it all back. They go out there and call in all the loans. And there'll be the central banks that do this. And what happens from there is there'll be only be a few banks left and they'll nationalize it. To where, guess what? Now the government owns the land and the resources and the money and the bank and then the data. That's communism, my friend. And that is the system that we are moving to right now. That is a system that we are incredibly close to getting into. Do you want to know how much of a scam it actually is? We talked about this last week. JP Morgan reportedly owned a bunch of rocks that was supposed to be $1.3 million worth of nickel. And this came out from the London Metal Exchange, which is the gold standard in precious metals. Okay. The LME is the gold standard in precious metals. And JP Morgan, they went out there and bought nine contracts worth of nickel worth $1.3 million. And they went to collect on that nickel. And when they got there, there was no nickel. It was a bag of rocks because. Someone scammed them. Well, who scammed them? The London Metal Exchange. Well, I mean, the, these big banks and corporations, they can't be having too much problems, right? Well, well, no. What, what about the Perth Mint, which is the gold standard for gold? They sold $9 billion of fake gold to the Chinese government. That's an act of war. So I recommend if you're going to go out there and get gold and silver, you buy bullion and you buy some paper, but only get the paper if it's standard in your IRA because then it has a certain level of insurability, right? If it's in your IRA. Now, if you guys want to, you guys can go check out Dr. Kirk Elliott right there, getgoldtoday.com, getgoldtoday.com. And I, I'm giving you this because you don't have to use Dr. Kirk Elliott. You can go to Jam Bullion, you can go to AppMax, you can go to wherever you want to go, okay? But Dr. Kirk Elliott's a team of financial advisors. They're going to help you. If you have a 401k, an IRA, a Roth, a traditional, whatever it might be, and you want to get like, hey, well, what should I do? Like the dollar's collapsing. The world's going to, you know, the economic world is collapsing. What am I supposed to do here? I got real estate, all these different things. Just schedule a call with him. Get on the phone with him. Talk to him and his team. They, they are there to help you. Okay? And so 720-605-3900. And, and like I said, you don't have to use them. Just a resource we have here. It helps support everything that we do, and it's helping to support you. We only use these various different affiliates that we know are supportive of everybody out there. Getgoldtoday.com if you want to check that out. But why is that important? Because number one, he's going to send you actual gold and silver to your house. You can then go and do your scratch test or your core test, and you can test it all your, for yourself and find out that it actually is real gold and silver. And if he, you get an IRA, it's going to be held in a depository an armed building, okay? And you're going to get a certificate and you got it and you can go to that 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 uh, that place and you can give them your certificate and you can take out your gold. You can take out your silver. And if it's an IRA, even better. Now it's tax-free. A Roth IRA now it becomes tax-free. So multiple benefits, give them a call, check them out. But I wanted to bring that up because it's bringing into where we're headed right now. Because I've talked about the BRICS nations. I've talked about what the BRICS nations are doing. They're dropping their dollar bonds back onto the market in a coordinated plan and effort. Okay. The anti-Russian alliance, which is NATO, is now splintered because Japan 
got to remember, the United States put sanctions on Russian oil and said none of our allies are going to buy oil above cap price. Well, guess what? Japan just said, uh, too bad. We're going to go out there and buy oil above cap price from Russia because we need the oil. And um, Mexico, I mean, Mexico, what, what is this? Mexico is going to be the next member to potentially join the BRICS nations. This is south of us. J just think, Finland just joined NATO, right? That, that's a massive threat to Russia. That means that the United States is potentially going to start moving nukes and missile defense systems in the Finland. Russia's not going to like that. We know that they're teaming up with Belarus, potentially put nukes in there. But what happens when Mexico joins BRICS and joins a military alliance with Russia and Russia moves troops and nukes into Mexico? The United States would be like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, you just did it in Finland. This is where we're headed. This, this new Cold War that is rising up and um, coming out fast. And I just realized what time it was. China apparently is building a team of uh, un of of unprecedented genetic soldiers that potentially will be radiation resistant super soldiers. China has been doing super soldier projects for a very long time, and now they have taken the DNA of a um, of a target target guard target guard target guard. It's a target guard and inserted a gene from a microscope water bear into a human embryonic uh, stem cells and significantly increased the cell's resistance to radiation. And this is coming from China. So this actually is interesting because it, it makes them super soldiers, but it also, it, it protects them for space flight, for, for going out into space and deep space because of the, the cosmic bombardment of radiation that it actually endures. So they found a way to introduce the gene into the DNA using CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing tool. Um, now available in all bio labs, nearly 90% of the human embryonic cells carrying the water bear gene survived a lethal exposure to X-ray radiation. Oy, this is going to be crazy. So that's China developing that. And guess what? If China is already developing that, we already have that as well. Just keep that in mind. The death of the dollar is coming sooner than expected. When it happens, expect bank runs, closures, food scarcity, riots, high unemployment, and hyperinflation. Um, the U.S. dollar extended the world reserve currency is coming to an end. It's already over. The dollar is no longer backed by gold and its value is eroding debt. Currency devaluation, massive speculation, and government incompetence is guaranteed recipe for a very bad ending. The number of events happened throughout the years have jeopardized the dollar standing. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, now plus, collaboration has gained steam, is creating pathways for businesses, um, and they have begun to totally bypass the U.S. dollar. In a quote here, as the BRICS nations become more cohesive, cooperating on economic issues that affect food and oil supplies, other countries are taking notice. Argentina, for instance, has shown an interest in joining the BRICS coalition. It isn't the only one. Iran, as I've told you, Mexico, and multiple others. Uh, we have Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Argentina, Egypt, Thailand, Indonesia, Nigeria, Senegal, Saudi Arabia, and Vladimir Putin has personally invited Iran and Turkey, which is a NATO ally, to join. And so that's just that. Now, also, the Chinese digital won was the largest traded currency in the world yesterday, not the U.S. dollar. There's the dollar's decline right there. And it's going to get a lot, lot worse. <clears throat> Excuse me. Today, oil prices have soared after Saudi Arabia came out um, in coordination with OPEC and said that they're going to um, cut oil production 
more than 1 million bar bottle, uh, barrels a day in oil has skyrocketed, which means that your gas prices are going to go up. What else do we have? McDonald's closes majority of its corporate offices and prepares for layoffs. This is kind of what Twitter did. Is they sent everybody home and said, everybody go home and take a week of vacation. Then they sent out, um, you know, your fired notifications and let everybody else come back in. And those people's their credentials didn't work. So nobody could sabotage things. McDonald's is doing the same thing about to announce massive layoffs. This comes after last week when they announced they're closing down multiple stores. Walmart is closing down multiple stores. Guys, the layoffs are coming. It's happening. And so I would recommend highly to get prepared for what comes next because Senate bill 686. And if you guys have, I've been on Twitter. I've been on uh, Twitter spaces. The last few days, Twitter spaces, okay, talking about Senate Bill 686. It gives the World Economic full control over the United States of America. What is Senate Bill 686? It is the foundation for central bank digital currencies for a centralized blockchain monetary system to control every transaction of data, of information, of currency that you do, as well as the implementation of social credit scores. That's what Senate Bill 686 is. It, it provides all of that support, okay? It's not a TikTok ban bill. It is literally the control of all information, data, and digital money. And guess what? All money's digital, all transactions, which means that anything that you do on your internet that goes through big tech is now monitored, tracked, and potentially you can be persecuted and prosecuted for it. Do you remember last September when PayPal came out, changed their terms of services, and said, if we find you posting anything that's in violation of our term and services on your social media, which isn't even connected with PayPal, we're going to find you $2,500. That's Senate Bill 686 making it a law for them to do that. Literally, no joke. We have to stop this bill at all costs. We cannot allow this bill to get, um, to get passed. So Understand that Senate Bill 686 is the devil's work. It is the foundation for tyranny, for CBDCs, for social credit scores, for the globalist new world order. We do not want it. Call your senator today. Get that shit freaking taken out immediately. Um, I don't have the list of everybody who donated tonight, but on Pilled, I see quite a few guys came in. Thank you guys so much on Pilled for all the donations. Rumble, thank you so much. Pilled absolutely killed it tonight. Thank you so much, Pilled. You guys are absolutely awesome. Pilled wins this one. Um, and man, man, Pilled, you know, we're we're like one of the top watch shows at this this time frame right now on Pilled. So pretty cool on that one. Much appreciated for everybody on Pilled. Thank you guys so much. And uh, Thursdays is when we release that scratching. So don't forget, guys, Thursdays, you need to be here on those Thursdays for the release of that scratching. And DLive, thank you as well. And Facebook, thank you as well. Much love, respect, guys. Uh, hey, look, that's all we have for you today. I'm going to be back tomorrow with another episode of the Red Bull Project's Daily Dose. I'm going to be jumping on some Twitter spaces um, here tonight, um, talking about uh, Senate Bill 686, um, talking about a few other things. So you guys can... Uh, um, check that out. You can go to my Twitter. If you're not following me on Twitter at real Joshua Reed at real Joshua Reed. I don't think I have a, a Twitter thing for that. Do I? No, I don't. I'm going to have to make one, but yeah, at real Joshua Reed on Twitter, please make sure you go follow me over there and, uh, check me out over there. I, I post a lot of content all the time incoming every day. And we do a lot of stuff on there. We're starting Twitter spaces. I'm probably going to start a Twitter space every Sunday night. So just keep that in mind. Um, and 
Yeah. Well, I didn't know that thing actually showed up on the, the screen of the video. Someone scanned your QR code. That's interesting. But anyways, um, guys, that's all we have for you tomorrow. Tomorrow night at uh, 10.30 p.m. or 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30, no, 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern time, I have AMP, um, AMP After Dark Live. That's on Rumble through American Media Periscope. So the After Dark Q&A moves to Thursday night. Don't forget about that. So the show tomorrow is going to be an hour earlier or half an hour earlier. Just keep that in mind that we start at um, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time instead of 8.30 p.m. tomorrow. So other than that, guys, much love, respect, and uh, you know, keep your chins up. Tomorrow's going to be a big day. There's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about, and I'm excited but scared at the same time. But uh, not scared with fear, but just wondering which direction this is going to go because a lot of stuff depends on what happens tomorrow. So much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPatch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's, a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.